take a girl and a guy, and they fall madly in love and form a family. Sprinkle in some counseling degrees and a doctorate, a dream of transforming relationships as we know it. And 20 years later, we give you power couple Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. And this is their podcast, Couples Synergy. Welcome back to another episode of Couples Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean. I'm Dr. Ray. And I'm Jean. And this is our podcast about love, marriage, and relationships. Check us out online on our Facebook page and Instagram at Couples Synergy or our website, couplesynergy.com. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast or send us any suggestions on topics you'd like to hear more about. And now on to Couple Synergy, an in-depth look at love, marriage, and relationships, where we bring you our experiences working with thousands of couples for nearly 20 years. Everyone says you need to work on a relationship, but nobody teaches us how. So we've created this podcast to teach people what they can do to create the relationship they've always dreamed of with the partner they fell in love with. What we want to talk about today is emotional first aid. Yes. Yep. And so emotional first aid is something that can be applied if you get into an argument or conflict with your partner. Um, it can be applied any time that you actually uh, deal with any type of emotional stressor in your life. Yeah, even if you're alone and you've gotten bad news or life gets upsetting, you know. It's a good time for emotional first aid. So if you think about first aid for your physical body, you know, if you were outside running around and you fell down and you scraped up your leg, you would clean it off, put some ointment on it. Put a Band-Aid on it. And then kind of forget about it and your body's just naturally going to heal. Our emotional self is not like that at all. <laughs> no. When we have emotional wounds, they remain with us until we heal them. Our, our memories, emotional memories specifically, are designed not to degrade, and they are designed for survival, and so they will stay with us until we heal them. If you think about, um, if you're in a dangerous situation, let's say you're in the forest and there's a wolf, you can't just forget about it. You, know, you can't just be like, oh, I'm not going to think about that. I'm going to put that out of my mind. You're designed to think about it. You are designed to respond to what is a potential threat, right? But when it's emotional, your brain's going to do the same thing. It's going to continue to think about something that's upsetting, even though it isn't advantageous to continue to do that. So emotional first aid, the first part about that is, you know, ask yourself if you're safe. And if you are, tell yourself you're safe physically, right? The physical safeness, that feeling that, you know, there's not a wolf chasing me. I'm not going to starve to death. I'm not about to freeze to death. I'm not about to fall off a cliff. My physical body is safe. And the reason you want to say that to yourself over and over a few times is because it's your subconscious mind that is being stuck on it, you know. And so you want to tell your subconscious mind, I'm safe. I'm safe. I'm safe. This is truly important because the emotional brain doesn't turn off. In fact, what it does is it continues to scan the environment and project onto any type of threats that might be similar to the emotional wound that you're already experiencing. So it's almost like checking it out with your subconscious mind and reality testing and letting your subconscious mind know that you are emotionally safe in the environment that you're in and you can start that process of healing. And so when we get an emotional wound and we don't apply first aid, it just stays there open and, and no healing takes place. 
because our brain is designed to remember so that we can respond accordingly the next time. And so if there is no emotional first aid, it just stays in a painful place that you keep bumping into like a sore spot. So after you've figured out that you're physically safe and you've let yourself know that you're safe, what are some things that you do to soothe yourself? Well, you know, you can take a walk. You can, you know, go take a bath. Sometimes uh, our clients have said that, you know, the warm water can be very grounding for them, kind of help them really connect back within their body. Yeah, it's really important to do something that is kind of physical because the emotional body lays right on top of the physical body. And so if you're moving your physical body, people like to fold towels or do laundry or clean, stuff like that is a good idea. Um, Walking, even going for a drive, something that keeps you in motion. If you like to create, it's a good time to color or paint. Um, I like to do that a lot. If you're not in a place where you can do that, let's say you have to go to sleep, right? And your mind is still ticking away. Some things that you can do are, um, you can say to yourself, shh, you know, like you would a baby and you could, you can even, you know, do this and shh, sounds weird, but it's actually really soothing. Notice I was rocking when I did right, that. Right, right. Rocking That rocking mo- moment, mm-hmm. movement can uh, make you feel more comforting as well. Yep. So, you know, these are things that you can do individually. And, you know, obviously what we teach in Couple Synergy is how partners can do that for each other and create that emotional first aid and heal those wounds within each other, which is, you know, very, it's a higher level, you know, mm-hmm. kind of skill. Um, but, you know, one of the tendencies that we all have as human beings is when we are emotionally hurt, uh, we tend to shrink away, you know, from the person that is hurting us. Most often it's our partner. And why is that? Yeah, well, <laughs> the closest people to us are the people that are going to hurt us the most. Yeah. And so it's inevitable that your partner is going to hurt you. And, you know, that tendency of wanting to back off and to, you know, back away from your partner is a natural one. It's one thing that it's something that we do when we have physical pain. We back away from what is causing us physical pain. But in our relationship, it is absolutely important to learn how to lean into that emotional pain and then start that process of emotional first aid and being able to provide that emotional first aid for each other. You know, here's a secret. We all pretend we want to stay away, right? Yeah. But what we really want is a hug. And your partner might not look like they want a hug, but they do. And if you're going to have that kind of courage to hug someone while they're hurting, make sure you hang on because they're going to kind of want to push away a little bit and just just hold them. Just hold them. Tell them to let go. Tell them that they're safe. And um, another great technique you can do or ask your partner to do for you is have them put their hand on your chest. Oh, the microphone is making noise. <laughs> but yes, put your hand on, on your partner's chest, you know, and just kind of right above here. And, and just push a little pressure on there too. Provide a little pressure, you know, and that, feels comforting you know think about those weighted blankets Mm -hmm. a lot of people like that because it provides that same kind of comfort you know it's the same kind of uh, concept in what you're doing for your partner and we're talking about all the things that are like nonverbal 
I mean, finding someone to talk about things is important as well, but not in the moment. When you're really upset, it's better to soothe yourself and think about how you would soothe a child, right? The soft words and gentle touch and uh, that physical contact is really, really important to help soothe our emotional body. Um, if you get to a point where you're really working on it and you, you find that your mind is spinning, it's a great time to, to practice a meditation called Soham. So let's do that for a minute, right? So if you close your eyes and as you breathe in, imagine saying the word so. And as you exhale, say the word hum. So hum. So hum. And just continue to breathe and say that silently to yourself for a minute. And even though that only took a very short period of time, you can already feel yourself sort of de-escalating. So if you find your mind really spinning, it's good to focus on something else. And that's why saying shh to yourself or I'm safe or so hum can be really useful. We know that, you know, all of these techniques that we're talking about are very difficult mm -hmm. to practice, especially when you are in the, in the midst of that emotional pain. Right. But it is something that you have to practice, you know, just like a skill becomes fine tuned. The more that you do it, um, these techniques can become much more effective every single time you practice it. It is it is also going to feel like trying to hug a porcupine <laughs> when you are trying to reach out to your partner and provide that emotional first aid. That is very natural. Right. And that is something that you know, you and your partner have to break through to get to that point and start practicing that reaching out, even though, you know, that, that part of you that is scared and hurt wants to shrink back. It's way more effective, even though it's hard, to be affectionate with your partner rather than have a conversation when someone's upset. Communication really breaks down when you have emotional pain. And especially if, you know, what if your partner didn't cause it? You know, you had a bad day at work, traffic was bad, something, but you come in and somehow you find yourself in a fight with your partner because <laughs> you're already stressed and tense and all that kind of stuff. And so it looks like the issue is between you, but it's typically not, you know, and especially if you find yourself on the receiving end of your partner's anger. And, and if this is appropriate, you can say to them, I'm not the one who hurt you. And that'll sort of trigger them to relax a little bit, at least around you, because like Dr. Ray said, our tendency is we want to go push away, crawl under a rock, you know, be alone. And the healing is much better if we stay with it. You know, notice we're not telling you to distract yourself. We're not saying go read a book or go watch TV because that just lets it all sit. We're actually saying stay with it, stay with it and, and allow the process to, um, have a full cycle. Nor are we saying that you should just ignore what it is mm -hmm. that you're going through. You know, go take a bath and take a walk and never address it ever again. You know, that's that's not what we're saying mm -hmm. because that's not effective, obviously. But this is the first step, you know, providing that triage, that emotional first aid in the moment. 
so that then you are in a position after that it settles down for you to actually then process things together with your partner, you know, get to that next level. Yeah. So there's a reason it's called first aid and not just aid. <laughs> Second just or third aid. You know, in the same way, like if you broke your leg at some point, you got to go to physical therapy and get it working again, right? But this is the time where you're in a cast and you are, you're just trying to get your brain engaged again. Because when we have emotional pain and emotional wounds, we are in the limbic system of our brain. And when we're there, our logical prefrontal cortex is offline. Yeah, think of it as like this switch between our cognitive thoughts and our emotional brain. And you can't have both happening. You know, it is a switch, really, literally, that goes from one side to the other. And when you are in the emotional brain and you're feeling all those emotions and adrenaline, you can't think clearly. And in fact, the way that you're perceiving the stimuli in your environment is skewed, Mm -hmm. right? So you can't possibly try to have a, a cognitive or intellectual conversation with the person that has hurt you, you know, or that you have hurt because you're too emotional at that point. If you think about um, our brain being like that, we have a biofeedback system inside of us, which means that our heart rate and our breathing have become out of synchronicity. And so that's another technique that you can do is slow your breathing down. You know, try breathing in for a count of three, holding your breath for a count of three, and exhaling for a count of six. So you want your exhale to be twice as long as your inhale so that you're fully processing out all of the toxins and allowing your body to go back to a homeostasis where everything's working again and then you can work on it. You know, you see the painting behind us is this wave that's kind of crashing on a beach. And, you know, I like to use this analogy a lot when talking about emotional first aid or being in that moment of emotional, you know, heightenedness. You know, when that wave is crashing, you can't stop it. There's no possible way that you can stop a wave freeze it, you crashing stop. on a beach. And the only thing that you can do in that moment is to ride it, right, is to ride that wave. And so if your partner is going through this emotional wave, you know, you can help heal them in that moment by riding that wave, being there, being present, providing that emotional first aid. And then after you reach shore, then you can, then you can really do the hard work of processing it. And one of the things that you can do to get more in touch with what you're feeling is use one of our meditations. You know, look at the titles, look what fits for the moment, and spend some time allowing your fight, flight, or freeze response to settle down so that your brain can start to access, you know, more memory and information so that you can actually use whatever's been painful in your life as a moment to grow heal, and become. We want to wholeheartedly thank you for joining us. And for all you listeners today, thank you for joining us on listening to Couple Synergy. Our passion is in helping couples and people have happy and healthy relationships. And this podcast gives us a fun way of bringing our knowledge and expertise to you, our listeners. We hope that by listening to this episode today, it was not only beneficial for your life, but also your relationship. 
For all you listening, please subscribe to our podcast and please leave us a review. If you have any questions, comments, or topic suggestions, please email us at contact at couplesynergy.com. For more information about Couple Synergy and our programs such as Relationship 101, the Couples Weekend Intensive that is hopefully going to be this October. October and 15th our, through 18th. Yes, our premier program called Couple to Couple. Look us up online at couplesynergy.com. And if you know someone that can benefit from this episode, please download it and share it. Yes, please. Until next time, synergize your life and synergize your love. You have been listening to Couple Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. Couple Synergy was recorded, edited, and produced by Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. Voiceover and music entitled Breathe and Let Go was recorded and composed by Gina Gonzalez.